As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Hey, welcome to another Dental Wealth Nation. I am so excited to have Sherry Nickerson here today. And by the time we finish today, you're going to know what the elements of success are in your practice. You're going to have some new insights into your mission and your vision as a dentist. But more importantly, you're going to feel excited to go back and implement these strategies in your practice. And like I mentioned, our guest today, Sherry Nickerson, and I am so excited to, to have her here because she knows dentistry from the inside out. Started as a hygienist, works as a consultant now, and she's willing to, to share her knowledge with us. Sherry, welcome to the show. Thank you. So happy to be here, Tim. So so tell us a little bit about your, your background. How, how did you get started doing what you're doing? And then let's kind of dive into to talking about success, because I think that that's so important. So give us a little bit about, about your background. Yes. Um, so I, I started out as a dental assistant, went to an RDA, uh, then started working, you know, scheduling coordinator, um, office manager. And um, at the time, I, I, I'll have to say this, I, I was going through a divorce and um, I just was taking care of two kids and a single mom and all of that. So I would go into a practice and I would double their uh, revenue within the first year through hoaching. And uh, so then once that uh, was established, I would go, okay, well, now I need to go and let's work somewhere else because I, I got picked up a people magazine. That was my little thing. If you pick up a people magazine, that meant I was moving on. So I would go to another practice and then I would do the same thing. And I double their, their revenue within one year. And that just kept happening to where my resume looked really bad because I kept going in for a year or two years and then leaving. And so it got, it was many, several pages. Um, so anyway, this led me to consulting through um, just keep doing that. And that was finally where, you know, doctors wanted me to consult on other things besides the hygiene part of it. So I implemented all my knowledge from being in, in actual dental offices from the front to the back um, and office manager, scheduling coordinator, treatment coordinator, ran a $5 million practice with one dentist and, and five hygienists four days a week. It was crazy. Um, you know, so I, I love what I do and I'm here to, to help any office out. Uh, I love what I, you know, being in their offices and doing hands-on training. Yeah. Do, do you see a pattern of success 
in the doctors that you work with? Is there, are there a pattern or a formula that you see really successful dental entrepreneurs following? You know what? Yes. And, and that is my uh, direction plus mission plus goals plus data equals success. I have found through all the work that I have done, I've been in, in the field since 72. So uh, how many years? Um, and consulting for the last 20. And I find that if I know the direction where the doctor wants to go, you know, what is his ultimate goal? of where he wants to go, how do we get there? And creating a plan, you know, to achieve that and not just say in three years, I want this or two years, I want that. It's setting it up in increments of three months. So in three months, we're doing this. I mean, I know what the five-year plan is, but so backtracking, now we have the three months, six months, nine months, 12 months of what we're gonna do we create uh, the mission is, you know, what the team players and the doctor, we have a team meeting on this and creating that mission of what we all believe this is going to be and what our purpose is, why we're here, why we do what we do. And then we take that direction, our mission, we create the goals. So what is my goal for reactivation? Let's just say for hygiene. What is my goal for retention of new patients? What is my goal for new patients? What is my goal for marketing? What is my goal for case acceptance? So these are all the metrics that, it, that you need in your practice and which then it supports the data that you're looking at. So am I achieving what I said I wanted to do? Am I close or more? If you're less, there's something wrong. We got to go back. You don't go forward till you get to where you want it to be. Um, and that's the key. Because a lot of times what happens is, you know, doctor says, I want this X, Y, Z, and just thinks it's just going to happen. It doesn't. It, it, it has to be done in increments. That's hmm. the only way you're going to get there. Okay. Well, well, and I love that. And actually, that's the name of the episode that we're doing today. It's Direction plus mission, plus goals, plus data equals success. And, and I'd like to kind of take a little deep dive on, on each one of those. And so okay. let, let, let's start about direction, right? I mean, you know, maybe you're a dentist listening to this and you go, I want a more successful practice. Is that a good direction to head in? No, it has to be um, really communicated um, in a deeper yeah. level. It's not it's just not saying, okay, I want this. It has to be um, more like, okay, what does it really look like to you? You know, what does your team look like? Um, how do you see yourself with case presentation? How do you see yourself in, how does your practice look? You know, a lot of times doctors forget about that and they're thinking it's just the team and him when it, it takes the whole, you know, like a patient walking in, how do they feel? You know, the smell, the hmm look the 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 way that the team members are treating them and then it's the doctor you know i mean if you're missing one of those elements forget it a patient might just walk out and i had one of those experiences myself just recently and i won't go back to that practice because of that and and i think a lot of patients do do that so i would put the word direction down and then take direction and say, okay, 
what does it really look like to you in that direction? And, and say, okay, um, in two years, I see three full-time hygienists, four days a week. We have one hour time slots. Our, we have perio um, in our practice. We're taking care of our patients. We're doing perio charting every year. It, we're following through with that. You know, it's x-rays. All of that is your direction. Where do you want to go? Okay, so really kind of getting deep on the, on that direction and, and really spelling it out saying, you know what, I want to do a million dollars in production and I, I want to work four days a week and take Mondays off and, and or Fridays off. And, and you know, I, I want engaged team members who greet my patients and make them feel welcome. So really going in depth in terms of this direction. It's not just about a revenue number. It really is about creating a vision of your practice then. Correct. That's, that's ex exactly it. Um, and the only reason why I don't use the word vision now uh, is because I used to use it all the time. Um, but I just, you know, I think every doctor has heard that a zillion times, vision, 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 and then they get lost on that vision. Oh, I've right. heard about that a zillion times, you yep. know, and, and, and everybody knows my vision. You ask your team, what is my vision? And, they, and they'll look at you and go, I don't know, I guess to care patients, you know, so it's getting more. So it is like a vision to be clearer for the one, you know, it's the same thing. It's just getting very detailed in your direction. Okay. All right. So really start with that, that direction that you're heading in. Once you've got that, what's the, what's the next element of success that you see successful dental entrepreneurs have? Okay. So um, really good question. And what I find is a lot of times the doctors will kind of create their own stuff in their own head and expect the teams to know it. And that doesn't work. Um, to unite the team, um, to be really working together as a team is that you have to talk about those directions and then sit down and really write a mission statement. And that mission statement is how all of you feel after this direction was established. Okay, this is what we are going to do. Um, and how do we convey that to our patients yeah. so that they know that? You know, okay. so it's, you know, I would say just I, what I do in, in um, going into, I, I, I love going into practices. So when I go in, I have a bunch of cards that have words on them and I lay them all out and everybody picks a word that they have the energy towards, I guess, if you want to say. And then we take all those words and we create a mission statement from that because that was something they felt and could understand, you know? So if I chose empathy, let's just say, so then we would use something with empathy in it because each person chose a word. It, it really um, pans out pretty well. And then, you know, we just get a, a two line mission and we post it in the office in, in the waiting room or a reception room, the lounge area. <laughs> okay. 
Now, when you're developing, and I want to kind of touch on that that direction again, because okay. you mentioned starting to, to align the team. What role should the team play when you start establishing direction? Is it important to listen to them or should this be really doctor driven or do you want this developed with the input of the team also? Um, yes. And this is where I feel it's, it's so important. If you want that A team, you must involve your team. If, uh, you know, they talk about leaders, uh, what type of leaders there are. And the leader that is a micromanager, let's say, it, he's not going to listen to anybody else. And he makes his own decisions. And then everybody's just trying to fit in and nothing ever works because it's never good enough. So if we have a leader that says, you know what, team, let's just sit down and let's just talk about you know, what about you? Are you, are, what is your plan here? Are you planning on staying for a long time? Are you want to be a hygienist or do you want to become a, a dentist or, you know, what are, what are their goals too, you know, or what their thoughts are. And if you involve the team, the, the idea is to make them feel like they own it too. Because if they feel like, oh, he's listening to me and, and he's making me feel like I'm really a part of this practice. So I want to give more. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when if you have kids, which most of us do, you know, and let's just say, you know, if I always yell at Johnny for picking up something that he shouldn't be picking up and saying, bad, bad, bad boy. Well, he's going to keep doing it just because he gets attention. Um, but if I say, you know, Johnny put that down and Johnny puts it down and I say, you know what, that was really good. Thank you so much for listening. He's going to want to do that again because he got rewarded in a night in a different way. And yeah. maybe that's not really a good example, but um, it's it's how you raise your children too. you know, yeah. is what you say to them is where they want to do more yeah. of the positive things than the negative. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So so you, you develop that direction, right, with input from your team so that you, you're working on getting those A players together. From there, you use that direction to help develop some mission statements so that everyone's aligned so that you know what direction you're heading in. What do you do then, Sherry? So I, I implement a uh, system that uh, we take all the metrics of a practice, which could be about 20 things, <laughs> pick pick the top four that we want to work on for the first three months. Um, um, and then label that. And then we say, okay, what is the plan? Who's going to be doing this? Who's following up? Um, what does this look like? So the reports you're printing, uh, let's just say, let's take reactivation of um, hygiene. So who's going to call what months, and then what's going to happen at the end of the month, you have to share it because then you feel like um, that nobody is really cares. And if I may, I'd like to just share a short little story. Yeah, um, well, when I was uh, working as a, a, a hygiene coordinator um, and I had a list of patients to call and the doctor would always come up and say, did you make all your calls today? And I'd say, yeah, but did I? No, <laughs> you know, he wasn't checking anything. 
And I thought to myself, how, how do I fix that? How do I create something that is rewarding to me and is rewarding to him? So the system I use to, to this day was created that way. And that's my reactivation system. And so now um, I teach you know, what months you call. So you go two months ago, four months ago, six months ago, and it's only that month of the two, four, and six. And you call each one. You're not just sending emails. For God's sake, pick up the phone. You know, I mean, that's that personal touch is so much better, especially now. Um, so they make that phone call. They're scripting to go with that. And then uh, they just make their notes. At the end of the month, we go and we tally up. So for the two months ago, how many patients did you call? So let's just say there was 20. Uh, four months ago, how many was there? 20. We're just going to make it easy math. Um, and then the six month is really one year, right? Because it was six months. So it's uh, so then another 20 they called. So we have 60 patients we called through the month. And now I want to know how many of them that you call out of that 60 that you got direct contact with and you made an appointment. Mm -hmm. That number. Then how many of them did you leave a message with? And then what's that number? How many of them you left a message with and they called back and scheduled and we got that number. And then how many did we, uh, we call them lost hmm. that aren't returning to the practice and why not? So now we get all those numbers um, and we share that at a team meeting at the end of the month, because if uh, there was 60 patients, uh, yeah, 60 patients and let's just say I got 10 scheduled or 15, well, let's celebrate, you know, yeah. because that's good. You, you, you work the system and you've got that many back in. That's awesome. You know, you're not looking for 100%. You're just looking to get at least 10% mm -hmm. okay. is, is, you know, yeah. celebration. Oh. But if you don't talk about it, then nobody knows. And you feel like you're just calling everybody and it's boring, tedious, and you don't mm -hmm. want to. So this way, I, and we use colors and all kinds of things just to change it up a little bit with colors. All but right. I've so been make, very successful with that. So make the goals fun is what you're saying, right? Have some fun with it. Use colors, track it, and, and, and don't just have these goals operate in a silo. You want to communicate these goals with everyone exactly. so that you know if you're hitting them or missing them and make those adjustments. Yes, and, and that's right. What is working and what is not? You know, so if I waited till the end of the year and said, oh, look what I discovered. And then you're like going, okay, well, we should have done this or that throughout the past year. And now I got to make up that and this going forward. Yeah. So you can make changes every month. You know, if, if something is working, great, keep going. If it's not working, no problem. Let's discuss it. Where, where do you feel that challenge is? How can I help you? Let's change it and do this. You know, like usually a lot of times the scripting is is key and and the person who's in responsible for that task will say all this stuff. 
and she didn't get any phone calls back. And I tracked it for that month, right? Because I had left messages and how many called back. And if only two people called back out of her 40 left messages, then we have to stop and really think about what did you say on those messages? And maybe we just need to change that. All right, but but it's really kind of the, those goals once again that help give you that that information so that you you know what to adjust, which I think leads to the the last pillar of success, which is which is what Sherry, the data. Yeah, is that what you're? Yeah, yeah. So, well, that is the the data is exactly what I'm referring to at the end of the day, or at end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about all the numbers. It that's the business side. Of, of dentistry. There's a patient side and there's a de- uh, business side. And the business side is in order to keep your practice running, you've got to make XYZ to support that. And if we're not doing that, then that just goes, okay, well, now I, you know, should I have less hygienists uh, or one person in the front instead of two? You know, so that it's the wrong way to look at it. Hmm. It needs to be that every person who is sitting in your practice or working in your practice is in the right position in your practice. First of all, you are inviting them to work with you to create this practice to be successful. And with it being successful, they are successful. So everybody, when it's a win-win, I mean, you can always implement a bonus system if you wanted to, at the, you know, after you get things going three months down the road, I have a great bonus system. You just plug in numbers and it tells you what it is. And you can do a 10% of profit or, or 15 or 20, whatever you want to do. We, we create that for you. Um, so, but I find that most team members just want to thank you and, uh, and, you know, pat on the back. You did a great job. Hmm. Excellent. So actually, let's touch on that bonus system real quick. I, I know this is something doctors and, and many of our listeners debate about doing, right? Should I bonus? Should I not bonus? Does it work? Does it not work? What's been your experience with implementing bonus systems? Or, or is that a good motivator for people? You know, it's yes and no. Um, it just depends on the, the uh, team. There are some people who are not motivated by money. They just want to the words, you know, like I, I, you did a great job. That's all they want to hear and they're good. Um, but I, the offices that I have implemented the bonus systems, uh, they have been very successful. I have a practice there. It's a husband and wife team in San Luis Obispo and AG. And they had a very, they had a two op. Um, practice and they were making maybe 25,000 a month, 30,000, you know, really low. Uh, now they have, they had to obviously move out of there, but they are now, um, how many, let's say, I think there's 10 ops. It's the two doctors. They got, oh, sorry about my cat there for, you know, four full-time hygienists and they're a $2.1 million practice today. So it just goes to show you that, you know, working with your team and the team is to die for. 
I mean, they are so on it. And I go in once a month and we have a, a two hour team meeting every time I'm there. And we do team building, we do workshops, we talk about numbers, we talk about, you know, leadership, you know. So it's really um, amazing. And they were on the bonus system and they had to get off. <laughs> they were making too much money. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but they love how, you know, they have uh, team day and they go and do something fun with the doctors and so okay well maybe that's even where the direction of the practice can really come in because if you understand your practice and you've listened to your team they may come back and they may not say i want to make more money they may say i want right. more time off I, and so you can really customize those bonus systems if you've got your direction set properly is, is that what i'm hearing yes that is correct um yeah so that i think that First step, like you're saying, direction is key because that really is saying, okay, this is the foundation. The rest, the rest. is building that house, right? If I got the foundation, I got it down, I know exactly what the plan is. And everybody, I know what everybody wants, what they need. You know, when I'm there, I always ask, you know, like, what is the action plan for today? Uh, for everybody until I come back. Um, anybody need help on anything, uh, whether it's one of your teammates or if it's from me, you know? So it's all about communication and uh, really listening because a lot of times we can communicate and we're not really listening. Um, so that is how concise on that. Okay, excellent. So, you know, you mentioned, you know, this practice you were working that has a team that's absolutely to, to die for. Did that team just happen? Was that an accident or were there their strategies and tactics and, and, and was there strategic things that happened behind the scenes to bring that team together? Or did this dentist just luck into it? No, he no. didn't just walk into it. Um, you know, and I think back now, how many meetings we have had and uh, all of us have worked very hard together to really bring everyone together and i think that's where i try to you know uh, with the two practices because there's times where we have both practices and we're all together so there's about 30 of us in a room in the, during this team meeting and we all like all just at the end you know have something like tell me something nobody knows about you I mean these are just little things that really aren't anything to do with the practice actual I'm trying to figure the words here you know um, talking about numbers and things like that but more of uh, who are you what type you know what what do we want to know about you? Or, you know, we do fun little exercises and, and things like that. And that really brought them together because then they're like going, wow, I didn't know that. And I'm, I'm just like that. I want to talk to you more about that. And you start to build that relationship and that bridge, I call it a bridge, because then, you know, if the other girl that's working in the back and wants something from me, she's not going to just like say it. 
and order it from me, she's going to say, hey, you know, could you do me a favor and just get that? You know, our communication is better, better than I'm you know, thinking she's saying something else that she really didn't mean. I mean, that's what happens with a bunch of girls. Okay. I don't know so really, question. Yeah, so really there was a lot of intentionality that went into to building this team, right? It was the team meetings. It was taking into account everything that was important to everyone. It, it wasn't just, you know, it didn't just happen. There was intentionality. Yeah. There was effort. There was work that went to assembling this team. Yes, and I even had, which I found was really great, is um, – and when we would have our longer, we would have a year planning meeting, which was a three hour or four hour team meeting. And I would have each department create something that they share that the other members don't know. So hygienists would share something, it could be something new in the hygiene world, um, you know, or, or training us. Uh, we had one doctor training about CEREC you know, some new things about CEREC. I mean, it's just great when they can get up and have five minutes to share something that they know that would be beneficial for the rest of the team. And it also puts them in a different light, you know, because then it's like, oh, wow, that's cool. Didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Very, very exciting. Now, I, I, I want to talk about tennis here for a minute. Not not just because oh. you love tennis and, and and it's a fun little sport, but but you've learned a couple valuable lessons from tennis, haven't you? Oh my goodness! I got to tell you, I uh, I live in Palm Desert, so uh, tennis yeah. area. Yeah. Um, and I learned so many lessons through tennis. My first year here, I was taking tennis lessons every week, and I wanted to be really good. And he said, well, then you need to move. Move your feet. And I said, I am. My legs hurt. I'm sweating. You know, and he goes, no, you're not. And I said, okay, okay, that's it. So I went and bought a Fitbit, and I went back on the courts, and I worked with him, and I looked at my Fitbit at the end and it was like hardly any steps. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm not moving. You know? Yeah. So that kicked me into gear and said, okay, so now here's the metrics. You know, I've got to do this. This is the data that I'm going to have here. And my mission is to be, a, a, I'm going to be the best three, five player out there. Um, and just being out there with these ladies who are very strong, you know, you got to work as a team. You can't just go in there and just have it as your ball. I play doubles. Um, and so, you know, the team players, we have to read each other. We have to communicate, you know, yours, mine, you know, whatever. Um, and so now I'm on three leagues out here for USTA. And I love the competition. And I see who's not a team player. And I was like, oh, my God, don't they get it? <laughs> you know, and you got to start all over again. But um, the bottom line is, no matter what hobby you have, you know, everybody, whatever that hobby is, there's something in there that, that teaches you either how to be patient, how to communicate, how to... Um, uh, work with someone else to get, not to manipulate, because that's where my mind went right there. 
but work with someone how to work together to achieve the same goal because you guys discussed that. And so, right. I mean, it's like football, basketball, baseball, they all have coaches that are, are seeing the, you know, the blind spots and going, okay, here, this is what you need to do. And this is what you need to do, but they're communicating at the end of the day, they have their meetings, right? So it's the same for you, for anybody. You know, it's, it, I work with my two daughters and uh, they have a, a sister division called Nickerson Design. So they do the design part of the practices um, and how do we communicate and build that culture with the three of us. And we have an understanding. We have sat down with the seven C's that I was um, sharing with him earlier. Um, and we go through each individual statement and, and go through the circle. And so now we have established that relationship and culture that my daughters say, it's not a good time, no problem. Call me when you're done. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's no, and nobody's free, nobody's misinterpreting anything. And it's actually been a godsend to have yeah. my children with me. Wow. Well, and it sounds like though part of the reason it works is you're applying the principles that you teach dentists to run successful practices. You're applying them in your yeah. own life, in your own business. Yeah. And it was funny. Um, and I remember. I was working for Mercer uh, Advisors a while back and for eight years I was traveling so, I mean, every week. I mean, I literally was home four or five days a month. And during that time, you know, that's was that you, you get home, you finish your reports, you unpack and you go again. And so my, and when I was home, I was always working. So I had no life for the eight years, but I'm very grateful for it because I learned so much. But I told my daughter, I says, I would love to have, this is Natalie, the, the youngest one. Um, Natalie, you, you should get into dentistry. She goes, I'm not doing that. Are you kidding? I see how you work. No way. And here she is today. She's now, you know, married. She's going to have a baby soon. Um, and she has three businesses. And she's like, go, 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 go. <laughs> she's going to deliver any day now. And she's still working. And I'm like, stop. Wow. <laughs> so <Absolutely> she, amazing. <laughs> but, you know, so it's just interesting how, you know, when you're, when you're into something that you love, you, you just want to give everything you got. Yep. It just doesn't matter. Very true. You know, about time or anything. It, you know, I mean, I mean, look at you. I mean, you have always, as long as I have known you, we've done a lot of seminars together and, you know, have a lot of connections with people. And you've always been very focused and have a love for what you do. So yeah. it's good that you're, you know, now doing uh, Dental Wealth Nation and you know, other things that you're doing. It's just awesome. Just do that. Thank you. So, right, if you're listening to this, right, maybe you're a doctor and you're thinking, you know, I, I just I don't know where to get started, right? You know, I, I hear all this great stuff about establishing direction, and and they're thinking, I don't even know what direction I 
I, I just want to get out of this gauntlet of called practice ownership and, and have a good quality of life, or or maybe they can't even put together that direction, right? How can they get started on this? Because I know sometimes this can feel so daunting to do these things. Right, right. They just need some guidance. Um, you know, I, I offer anyone who calls from this um, podcast that you know, we can schedule an hour on the phone and, and talk about some of those things and see where you want to go. And if you want to move forward with me, yay. If not, no worries. It's, you know, I'd be more than happy to help you just kind of think through it. Um, you can, or you can write the word down for starters and then start drawing lines. Okay, so I want to go here, I want to go here, this is what this looks like, or write them out, or what, however you your mind works to really get a hold on what it is that your direction is. Okay. But I'm here to help if you'd like. Excellent. Well, I, and I know that can be so helpful sometimes just to have someone as a sounding board, because yeah. like I said, oftentimes you may be confused about what you want. And, and there really is kind of a process and some thought that has to go into pulling these things out. And having someone right. as a sounding board can be absolutely right. fundamental in doing this. Absolutely. absolutely. So Sherry, any closing thoughts here before we, we sign off? Hmm. Yes. Uh, just because I just did a thing on uh, what makes a world-class team, I have um, four wise things to share. All right. Um, one is to find a solution and on any issues and move on. Don't you know, have something come up and you don't handle it right then and there and you wait and then it keeps building and then team explode with each other or however, you know, so make sure you, you talk about, you know, what, what the issue is, what's the solution and then move on. Uh, second thing is to step back and build a bridge. And what I mean by that is, you know, being with your doctors or being with your team or your spouse or anybody is, you know, when situations happen or bad is just step back and just go, you know, let's, let's talk about it. Let's have fun with it. You know, what, what are you really saying? Did I, you know, I'm hearing you say this and I think maybe if we did that and then you come up with your plan. So step back and build a bridge. Uh, third thing is it's okay to be passionate as long as it doesn't become personal. Hmm. So we know us passionate people can be very, very passionate. And, and I can go into an office and every minute I gotta be doing something and, and making sure someone is learning something. And sometimes that passion can be a little overwhelming or, or too strong. So I always have to not take it personal and just remember, you know, everybody is different. Everybody learns a different way, whether it's reading or touching or um, uh, what are the other things, you know, uh, just, just communicating. So um, just remember that and, and to make sure that, you know, you kind of look at that and not um, get, take it personal. 
Okay. And then my last one is, which it would be interesting if you get this one. Most men do not, <laughs> and the women's do. So it's words cannot hear what a mouth can say. Think about that for a minute. Sometimes we say something that we don't mean. And our, our when words come out and we're not thinking because our committee is going on with something else. And so the mouth, when we speak, it, it can't hear what that message is. So you have to really, you know, step back. Oh, what, you know, what was that? And this is all part of communication, you know, and, and so for the women out there, I don't even have to explain. <laughs> the men are going, what? <laughs> very, very interesting. So those are, are four very encouraging things, Jerry. So how can we get in touch with you? How can we find you? How can we take advantage of that, uh, of that one hour session with you so that we can get a little clearer on our practice and, and start making some progress on our important goals? Thank you. Um, I would like to give out my personal cell phone. And you can just reach out to me. Uh, it's 442-222-4205. A lot of twos. <laughs> um, you can just reach out to me. If, if I don't pick up, just leave me your name and um, your phone number, and I'll be happy to return the call. I, I answer emails and phone calls the same day. So, um, And you can say if it's in the evening, that's fine, too. Um, just don't work on Sundays. <laughs> well, well said. Take take a day off, right? I try to. I play tennis in the morning, and then I come home and do some more work. Good. Well, hey, Sherry, thank you so much. I, I certainly have a better understanding of what the elements of success are. I, I love that framework: direction plus mission plus goals from plus data equals success, right? You got to have that framework. So so thank you for giving that to us. And I know we have a, a new framework, a new insight into mission and vision as dentists and how that relates to our team and putting that team together and involving them. And, and I know I'm excited and hopefully you're excited too, to go back and implement these strategies. So don't just listen to this stuff. I don't do this to entertain you. I do this to give you information that you can take back, that you can put into your practice and get immediate results. And if you walk away and you just put together that 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 you know direction of your practice, you're going to see amazing results. If you want some help, if you want someone to hold your hand, then get in touch with Sherry and she'll help you out mm -hmm. and she'll help you put that 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 in, pro, in in process so that you can make an amazing difference in your practice and live that amazing life of significance. So Sherry, thank you for for being an amazing guest. Thank you so much for um, sharing with all your listeners. Um, let's, uh, let's make a good 2021. Absolutely. <laughs> 2020 is over, you know, so, so um, you know, focus on, on our team and our practice. Very true. So get out there and make it a great day. And until next time, we'll see you again soon here on Dental Wealth Nation. You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. 
until next time, make sure to hit the website at dentalwealthnation.com. 